Hello, and welcome to Out of Touch Season 2, Episode 5. My name is Karina, and today I'll be talking about how I fell into the world of Minecraft and what I've learned from it. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, and no one is more surprised than me. Trust me. Minecraft has literally encompassed my life for the last few months, and I've spent perhaps an unfortunate amount of time learning about the game. That's why I thought it would be fun to create an episode about it. This episode is going to be structured into two parts. The first will be about my experiences playing Minecraft as a newbie, because I thought that they were really funny stories to include here. And the second part will be about Minecraft YouTube, specifically touching on the Dream SMP. For that second part, I had a lot of ideas and I started generating kind of a script and I didn't really like where it was going because it was getting a little too technical and complex and there's a lot of moving parts. So I don't think that the second part is going to be as in-depth as the first part, but I think it will still be interesting to include as well. If you don't know anything about Minecraft, I'd still encourage you to listen. As someone who still doesn't understand the game entirely, and still doesn't really know how to play, I'll definitely try to put it in a way that makes sense even to those that have never played. So let's start from the beginning. I do not like video games at all. I have a respect for people who play them, but I don't find enjoyment from playing them myself. They just don't really interest me. I am a slow learner, as you'll learn in Minecraft, and I don't really understand the point of them. I know that there's usually a goal, but what happens if you reach that goal? I feel then that the game becomes meaningless, or maybe you go through the same motions in, it, in an attempt to reach a goal, and that kind of bores me as well. And Minecraft is a great example of that in a way, because there is an end goal to the game, and you do have to go through specific steps every single time. And if you die, you absolutely have to start those steps over, and I would probably get really frustrated by that. So if I don't like video games, then how on earth did I get sucked into Minecraft? And the truth is, I really didn't get sucked in. You know, now that I think of it, I feel like that's not quite true. But let me explain. Let me explain. To start off, I'm going to tell a little story that kind of started, started things. This happened back last January, and what happened was one of my students had said for winter break she played a lot of Minecraft with her brother. Now, before this interaction, I had heard of Minecraft from some of my other students and from the online world as well, so I've seen a lot of it on YouTube uh, and just around, so I had a vague idea of what it was all about. Simply put, I knew it was a survival video game where you build things and fight monsters. I knew of this one monster, because this is the only one that comes to mind when I think of the game, and it's, okay, it's this long green fellow with no arms and like four legs, and it's hella creepy. And it does have a face, by the way. It has like, I don't know, black eyes and like this frown, I think. I later learned that this creature was called a creeper. Because it creeps around. Actually, this kind of makes sense. If you look at it, it looks like it'd be creeping, I don't know, around this world. Okay. So 
I later learned, by the way, that this, this creeper, okay, they can freaking blow up if you get too close to them as a player or if you touch them. And that can pretty much kill you. I mean, you can kill the creeper first if you know how to do that, which clearly I don't. But what the heck? They blow up and they do so much damage. It's insane. I just, oh, oh my god. Anyway, we'll get back to the monsters later because there's some pretty, pretty cool ones. Since I didn't have a lot of knowledge about the game other than that, and because this is a child talking to me, and even if I do know things, I'll still ask my students questions because it gets them talking and excited. So I asked my student what Minecraft was about, and she said, you create things. Do not judge me here, but the first thing I thought of when she said that was, oh, if you create things, you, you must be able to create cows. I, and I kid you not, I asked her if you could create cows. First of all, how was I supposed to know that cows exist in this game? Okay, how was I supposed to know? I've never played this game. I have a vague idea with it. How? I now know that you can build a cow with blocks. It just isn't real, you know, moving, alive, all the good stuff. My student gave me a weird look, said no. So I asked the next thing that I could think of. And this is, by the way, how my mind works. I thought, you know, if you can't build a cow, then you can build a car, right? Well, well, again, you can probably make an unmovable car out of blocks. I don't think you can make an actual moving car. But I bet, and I can look it up later, that someone on the internet has coded it so you can create cars. I mean... If someone's coded a Minecraft game where there can be shopping carts, I think anything is possible. This is a Karina edit, but I looked it up and yes, there is a YouTuber, Slogo, who made real and moving cars. And after watching the video, I am very weirded out because now that I've watched a lot of Minecraft, a road and a working car look super weird in a survival middle-of-nowhere landscape game. Anyway, that was my interaction with my student, and it got me thinking about things once I started this podcast. Initially, I thought it would be funny to start a series where I would learn how to play video games. My friends have told me in other instances that I have good reactions or interesting facial expressions, so I thought it would be fun to try and play. Minecraft was the first game I thought of because I am surprisingly aware of its massive popularity, despite the fact that it's been around since 2011. And it's also like the first game my students always mention when they talk about video games. So, you know, I gotta get hip and happening with the kids these days. This, in turn, led me to Twitch. Which, if you don't know, Twitch is where all the streamers stream and they do, they play the games there. That's the big <laughs> the big company, the big online place where people play games. Okay, I'm cringing right now. <laughs> so after I found Twitch, uh, that's I created an account with them so I too could be a streamer. I want you all to know, since you can't see me, that I put streamer in air quotes because this is me we're talking about. Let's be real. 
Once I created my account, this is where things went wrong as well. I realized that I couldn't stream because to put it simply, my computer is too old and it can't get the software needed to stream. It is what it is and it's fine. I'm looking at other realms to do, I guess, streaming on. I, YouTube is like a pretty good place, but there's also issues there. Basically, that didn't stop me from playing the game. And oh man, what an experience that has been. I don't know what I expected, especially playing the game with a friend who's been playing Minecraft for years, but well, <laughs> that should have been a big sign of how the game would go. <laughs> yep, I, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it would be, you know, easy, fun, relaxing even, and oh man, I was wrong. So, so, so wrong. I've played this game a total of, I think, five times, and for the most part, each time has been more trying and stressful than the last. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Okay, so <laughs> the first time I played, uh, my friend let me join his server, which, thank you, friend, but also sorry for all of, all of this that I'm gonna go through. He took me on a tour of the base of operations, aka the, the ravine, the ravine, the ravine, yeah, the ravine, oh god, the ravine, I see, now I'm doubting myself, I'm gonna say ravine, I hope I'm saying that right, ravine, 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 yeah, he took me on a tour on the base of operations, aka, uh, like a ravine, ravine, a ravine, uh, a ravine, where everyone had their homes, uh, and resources and whatnot, so it was, yeah, just like a little place where everyone was chilling and hanging and, you know, the place to be. He gave me some supplies, which was really nice, and then we pretty much headed out of the ravine and into the world, which, around the ravine, it's just kind of a wooded area, and it was here where he explained the most crucial component of Minecraft. Wood equals crafting table, and crafting table equals life. Basically, a crafting table is what you need in order to make a lot of things, like a pickaxe or a sword. You can also make a furnace, which is also necessary, but I have not unlocked that level yet, but I've watched a lot of that happening. The crafting table is the one thing that I <laughs> definitely forgot how to make, and I should have written down everything my friend told me, like a good student, student but uh, alas, I did not. You know, so I'm still trying to think if it's for wood that you need, or is it a type of wood that you need, like brown wood, slimmer wood. I still don't know, man. All I know is wood is important, and I'm sure I can look it up, but it is what it is. After my friend explained everything, I was definitely really overwhelmed, but I think that's very understandable as the first time, you know? And also, actually, I feel like I'm totally talking down about how I don't remember like the crafting table and things like that. But again, I think it's my first time and so I'm kind of adapting and figuring out how the game works. I mean, I was also trying to figure out controls because I don't have a mouse and everyone is telling me that I need a mouse. I just use the mouse pad, but I need like an actual clicker one. And two of my friends were really nice and they helped me out actually because I was able to find a mouse in my house that rhymed and I couldn't figure out how to plug in the mouse to my computer. It was a whole litany of things, and so 
yeah, it first time, new experience. The other thing, too, during the first experience that my friend did, which I just remembered, was he gave me a little space to make it for, or to make, like, to make my home. Yeah, for me to make my home, which was really neat. And I kind of just start, started making the space my own. I found through that that I, I, I loved building. That is something I will admit to appreciating about Minecraft. I wound up building a bed, a sofa, a dining table, a little library, which I most definitely didn't steal from the larger library across from my home. It was all very enjoyable. I also have a mad appreciation for all the builds I've seen other Minecrafters make. I saw a roller coaster, which I definitely want to make if I ever find myself back on the server. It's been a hot minute and that's on me. And I even saw a hobbit home, which was so cute. Now, if you didn't know, and I didn't know until much later, there are two modes to Minecraft. One is survival, and the other is creative. In survival, you have to get resources by yourself, and fight monsters, or as the kids call them, mobs. And there's this dragon, which maybe we'll get to later. later. In creative mode, you are literally God. You have an unlimited supply of every resource in your inventory. There are no monsters. They kindly walk away from you. It's very nice. And get ready for this one. You can fly. How cool is that? You can just fly everywhere and you can see the world. It's like you're on a plane, but like it's not there. I guess a better way of saying that would be like you're a bird. <laughs> but yeah. So once I built my home, it's still a work in progress, by the way. There, there were two major things I wanted to build in my home. Two very essential things to my livelihood, of course. The first was a coffee machine. And the second was, okay, this is going to be an episode where I'm just struggling with words. But the second was like a brewery or a beer machine. I want to call it a brewery because that sounds better. But like, the, the, you know what I mean? The, the, the brew, beer machine, whatever. I don't know the specific terminology. Since, as I've said, I'm new to everything, I pretty much wound up looking up instructions on how to build all of these things as I went. And the brewery beer machine required something called blaze rods, whatever those were. I later learned that in order to get blaze rods, you go to hell, aka the nether. And if you are confused, don't worry, me too. Basically, there's the overworld, which is where us humans live. And then you go through this portal that sends you to the nether, which which is, I mean, I think it's literal hell. I mean, it's it's this place that is filled with lava and things that can kill you. It's very hot. There's a lot of fire. So let's go back to blaze rods. <laughs> you get blaze rods from these creatures called blazes, which are literal fire be beings that I, okay, I would call them kind of cute if they didn't attack you and literally put you on fire. But if you kill them and they die, they leave blaze rods. And so that's how you obtain those. And you actually need those for if you're actually playing the game to, to, get to the end goal, you will need blaze rods. But yeah, that's like kind of how it goes. 
And so, yeah, important parts at the moment of Minecraft, Overworld, the Nether, and Blaze Rods. There were a couple of other things I think I needed to make as well with those, like a couple of their supplies, but basically I had been stealing, sorry, borrowing supplies from my fellow friends because I didn't want to leave the safety of the, the ravine because there's no monsters in the ravine. That's why I like the ravine. At least no monsters for the most part. I've also learned that I believe monsters get scared away from light and the ravine was pretty much, there's torches and lights everywhere. And so, yeah, I'm kind of stuck in the ravine. I didn't want to take the blaze rods because my friends had them, but I was also, I think, aware that they were hard to come by. I think I just assumed if I couldn't go out and like very easily find them, then they were going to be more difficult to get. And it's true, it's, it's traveling to the nether to obtain blaze rods is, that's a journey in itself that can take a really long time. So yeah, I'm not going to touch my friend's things because I'm a nice person. So the brewery is a to-be-determined project. The coffee machine is also to-be-determined. I can't remember what happened, but it probably involved me not wanting to go outside and get resources. This leads us to when I finally went outside. I had learned that monsters only came out at night, which is not quite true, but don't worry about it. So I was safe in the daytime, but I also didn't know how to find my way back to the ravine. So when I did venture outside, it was very quick, and I kind of knew where I was because I was pretty close to home. So I was taking kind of like small steps out of where we were and then I would take some small steps back or almost do like a Hansel and Gretel type move and leave like little breadcrumbs so I would know how to get back but I would stay like as close to home as possible even though I wanted to go and explore more of the world. If this is confusing I think the the maybe an easier way to explain it would be that it's kind of like living in a new place and you know where your home is, but you haven't explored everything near you, and you don't have Google Maps to solve your problems. So, yeah, you don't have, like, you can't see where things are, you just kind of know where your home is, and so every day you take a couple small steps in one direction, you figure out more things as you go. The only thing is that in Minecraft, I feel like everything looks the same to some degree if you go one way, like, I'm suddenly surrounded by trees and I can't tell you where I came from. So, yeah. Now, when I bravely, might I add, ventured outside, fully committed, it was the second or third time that I had played the game. Probably the third time, because I'm assuming it would have taken me a little, a little more courage by then. But I made the mistake of going outside during the night. It's actually kind of funny now that I look back at it, but I was definitely, I was definitely traumatized in the moment. But what happened is I logged into the game and no, I don't think any of my other friends were on the server. I logged into the game, I went outside and immediately died to something. I think it was a skeleton, uh, but you know, how was I supposed to know how to fight? Okay, I'm new. 
cut me some slack. So I, I died. I logged back in, thought about it, and I think logged out for the night. The reason I did this is because when you die in Minecraft, anything you have in your inventory is gone. Which, RIP, because I had a full protective suit, you know, with a full armor. I think I had a sword, a pickaxe, and probably some food. So all of that was gone when I woke up. And also, when you die, you get respawned to a place. Usually you have a bed, and so when I first played, I had a bed in my home, and my friend was like, set your spawn point by sleeping on your bed, and then I had to figure out how you sleep. And so, yeah, so basically when I died, I was just put back in the ravine, and but I just didn't have my stuff. So, yeah, I thought that, you know... When you die, everything is gone. Now, after I logged out and all that happened, two hours later, my friend informed me that when you die, your stuff actually remains on the spot that you died at. And like, you know, okay, that's pretty cool. You can go and retrieve your stuff. But I didn't know where I died, okay? It was dark, I was scared, and so RIP my stuff. And I never saw it again. <laughs> There are, however, two instances where it could be difficult, <laughs> I think difficult to stretching it here, difficult to gather your belongings if you die. One is if you die in lava, so your stuff will automatically get burned. So I guess it's lava or if your things are on fire, you can set things on fire, that's a way to get food. The second is if you die in the ocean because your stuff unfortunately it doesn't float it can sink all the way to the bottom and obviously the ocean is deep and you also don't have unlimited swimming capabilities underwater and you could actually drown so say goodbye to your stuff in the ocean if you die after i died and was severely traumatized i thought let's stay inside forever but that's not what I wound up doing, surprisingly. The next time, I was decorating my house, and I really wanted some plants to, to, you know, liven up the space. And also because I knew that I wouldn't be able to kill plants online, but I would in person, and so it just made me feel better. I had wanted some cacti, because, you know, very easy to take care of. And this is where I will drop another thing that I learned about Minecraft. There are different environments, or what the cool kids call biomes. So we see kind of a beach biome, or yeah, I guess beach sand bi biome, mountains. We've got snow, desert, jungle, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple others. Cacti only exist in the desert biome, and I, I had no idea where the heck one of those was. And, you know, again, if I got too far from home, I would definitely be lost, and that is not good. I assumed my friend would show me where the desert was, but he was like, you can go find one, just use the coordinates to come back home. And I was like, "Huh?" So he explained how I could find home if I am very far away. Minecraft has coordinates wherever you are. If you find something and you want to revisit it, you just, uh, you just write down the coordinates. <laughs> or if you're good with technology, you can screenshot it. 
I am someone who would undoubtedly write down the coordinates because I always write things down on paper. My friend attempted to show me how coordinates worked, and the key word here is attempted. He was like, no, just write down the ones for home and you'll be able to find home. He said a lot more than that, and I understood pretty much nothing. It, it was like he was explaining math to me, and because I'm me, I'm not going to tell him that I didn't understand anything. I would just, you know, nod my head and say yes. I also just kind of assumed that I could figure out things on my own when I got to the point that I would need the coordinates. That's how I usually learn, so, you know, just wouldn't worry about it for now. I found the desert. Very proud of myself, might I add. I also cut my cactus. And then I headed home. Kind of. I found a village where people be vibing and living, but they're not like players. I don't know what you call them, but villages are really nice because they are, or well, because they have like buildings. And so you can go in these buildings and they're, okay, most of the buildings are like homes for the villagers. And so if you go in, there's like beds. Um, but some of the other buildings will have chests and these chests will have resources. So you might see food or top-notch swords, kind of just a variety of things. It just really depends on the village. Everyone, I think, is randomized. So basically, I got to the village, and by the time I did, it was dark, and you know what that means. What I wound up doing is I went inside someone's home, and they were sleeping, and I just stayed there because the monsters can't get you inside, and I'm not about to fight some monsters outside, Turns out nighttime is a very long time. And fun fact, so, okay, this is a little bit of a side story, but uh, at my job, there are a series of four Minecraft books that are kind of how-to books. And I started reading one the other day, and I learned that daytime, no, I learned that, uh, not, not nighttime, sorry. I learned daytime is actually 10 minutes which is actually not a lot of time. I thought daytime was like 30 minutes or something like that. It's not the full, it's not how you would normally have a day in the real life. So 10 minutes actually would go by pretty quick. I'm assuming that nighttime is around the same time. I can look it up later. But nighttime is definitely very long. And so my friend who's in charge of the server was actually nice enough to make it daytime so I could get out rather than wait all night which I I definitely really appreciated. I left the village, followed the coordinates, and it went something like this. My x-coordinates were on point. My y-coordinates weren't close. Then my y-coordinates were on point, and my x-ones weren't. Then neither of them were, and I was apparently really far away. Then it would be dark, uh, and I would find myself hiding in the same freaking village and I'm not about to ask for the millionth time for my friend to make it daytime again so I would just stay in the village all night not say anything maybe do something else while I waited then finally one of these times for some reason during the day I found a river and I thought about how cool it would be to make a boat and go down the river I mean that seems like a fun thing to do and I, I kind of knew again how to make the, the crafting chest to make or the table to make a boat. And I had a big brain play here that I was so proud of because 
I knew that I was going to be safe during the night in my boat in the river because monsters can't swim. Monsters can't swim, right? Right? Wrong. Okay? Wrong. So here I am. It's dark. I'm in the middle of a freaking river trying to figure out how to row the freaking boat when I see a zombie coming out of the woods. And I'm like, you can't get me out here. Sucks to suck. But then, then the zombie gets in the water and swims. And that's when I, I screamed, by the way. I did scream because what the heck? What the heck? Zombies are not supposed to swim. This is unacceptable, okay? Unacceptable. Monsters stay on land, not in the water. This is, no, absolutely not. It was at this moment that with the zombie, the darkness, the struggle to row a boat, and the inability to find home, that I gave up. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to die because I'll respawn back at home. Uh, And while I would lose everything, you know, including my precious cacti or cactus, I'd really rather be at home away from all of these monsters and I've just, I've just done. My friend was like, no, you can't do that, which I was pretty surprised about. I thought he was going to accept it, but he didn't. He made it daytime again, found me in literally a minute and brought me home. After that, I, I logged off. I cried and I said that I would never play that godforsaken game again. A week later, I wound up playing, but it's only because I was in a call with my friend and the conversation was quiet, you know, a lull. He was playing, so then I felt obligated to log on, and so then I played again. But I stayed in the safety of my home because no way, no way, Jose, I ain't going outside in the open ever again. That was a big mistake. Since then, I played with a different friend. A few months later, maybe a little more than that, but sometime later. And it was more, okay, us playing was more like me playing on creative mode, which she helped explain to me. And while I was doing that, she was trying to figure out how to make a server. Oh, this is the last story, by the way, I promise. And we won't go into the server story because that's that's a whole, a whole other thing. I just thought that the story <laughs> was too good to pass up. Okay. By by this time, I was well underway into YouTube Minecraft, so I wanted to try some things out that I had seen, aka I wanted to play the game a little more. Basically, I wanted to make a portal, and so you need to make a portal in order to go from the overworld to the nether, and in order to make a portal, you need this one type of block called nether, which... Wait, is it nether? Okay, I'm actually convinced it's not called... Well, no. Okay, wait, 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 hear me out here. So I want to say that it's not called nether because they have a lot of blocks in the nether that are a different color than this block. But I'm just going to call it nether because I I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert exactly. Hi, this is uh, editor Karina. Sorry to interrupt, but... I was listening to this part and I don't know what I was thinking. It's okay. First of all, nether is the place. That's what it's called. 
And the block that I'm talking about is netherite. And so most of the nether or all of the nether is made of this block called netherite. And you do not need netherite to make the portal. What you need is a block called obsidian. And obsidian is very hard to find. So this whole time when I, and I'll keep talking about nether or netherite, but in reality, what I mean is obsidian. So nether is hard to come by, especially in the overworld, but you can actually make this type of block and you make it by mixing lava and water together. And what's kind of whack about these blocks is that you have to have a certain type of, so if you want to break down the block, you have to have a certain type of pickaxe. And I think it's, you need like a diamond pickaxe in order to break it down. If you use a wood one or an iron one, it just takes a lot longer to break down. Like I would say an iron one, maybe a couple seconds. I'd say the other two, maybe a couple minutes. And that can like definitely impact if you're playing the game. But yeah, so another, you need lava and water. And so most people will find a lava pool and then they'll, they'll bring buckets of water from nearby. Now, the portal itself, when you make it, it's like a rectangular standing portal. I'm not doing a really good job explaining this, but the nether blocks are this like kind of pretty purple color actually. And so once you've made this, this portal, you need flint and steel to like jumpstart it. I wound up making the portal, again, took me some time, even in a creative mode. I had the flint and steel and instead of using it correctly, I set the portal on fire, but it was creative mode. And so, you know, I could do whatever I wanted to, so suck it. And I did figure out what I did wrong when setting it on fire. So I was able to jumpstart it. And when you jumpstart it, basically it's like you have this portal and if you haven't jumpstarted it, you can just jump back and forth. Once you jumpstart it, it glows this like purple color and then you have to like stand in it. So I jumped into the portal like the cool kids on YouTube do and it, you know, and it like kind of basically turns purple and waves around me and okay. So when I watched videos about this, I didn't realize that when you make a portal and jump in, you also have to jump out of the portal. <laughs> I, I thought, and I guess this sounds kind of dumb now that I think of it, but you know, hey, I don't play the game, so... But I thought that it just pushes you out of the portal. So <laughs> I'm sitting in this portal for like five straight minutes trying to figure out if the game is having issues or it's my Wi-Fi. And finally I asked my friend what I did wrong. And she was like, you have to walk out of the portal. Bruh. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, I learned, I learned that. I learned how to <laughs> step through a portal. Also, this was the time where I learned how to fly. That's why I freaked out about flying earlier. Because I learned how to fly and then I couldn't figure out how to unfly or like stop flying. I, to fly, you click on the space bar and I clicked on the space bar again. And every time you click on the space bar, you get higher in the sky instead of lower in the sky. And so I just kept getting, getting higher and freaking out because I wasn't sure how to come back down. And I'm, I'm digressing, I'm digressing. This all leads, I guess, to the bane of my current existence. 
Playing Minecraft eh, doesn't tickle my fancy. Watching others play Minecraft is apparently alright, for the most part. Not all of it, but a decent amount. And I think for me it just depends on who I'm watching. And I think that goes for anyone who watches, you know, content creators, they like someone over another person or something just kind of vibes right with them. Minecraft is also what's taken up <laughs> a lot of my free time. So if you haven't seen me in the last month, maybe the last two months, I'd say this is three-fourths of the reason why. I have watched countless, countless hours of Minecraft. And I just, I can't say, well, I can kind of say that I don't know how it happened, but let me explain, let me explain. For the last two years, I've kind of moved my entertainment platform from movies and TV shows to YouTube. I'd say that this is mainly because I'm just not a super tech person and I don't know, I guess like TV and movies don't really do it for me to, anymore. I just like don't have an interest. I also don't have a super big interest in YouTube, but YouTube it's a little bit shorter and you can you're, you don't have to become as invested, I guess. I don't know. Basically, longer things haven't really interested me in a little bit. Now, when I go on YouTube, I usually go to the trending tab and see what's hip and happening. And more often than not, I notice that there's a Minecraft video on the list. And more often than not, I don't click them because why would I? On a very rare occasion, I may click one out of interest. And usually it's probably the header that catches my eye or the picture. But I don't watch them for very long. An example of this that I think of is when I clicked on a video that was titled Beating Minecraft Before I Freeze. And it's this dude in his living room, I guess, and he's in a tub of water and he does have like a, I guess, a portable tub. And so he's in it and he has a t-shirt on and some sweatpants and socks. Uh, I'm sorry, socks? Like, why? Why would you have socks on? Literally, what the heck? Forget about freezing. My dude's gonna have wet socks. Like, that is the literal worst. And I suppose sweatpants is also probably not good. I think any clothing and water doesn't mix well, but I think the socks are especially not good. So he's in this tub. He's got like <laughs> four of those giant chests filled with ice. And supposedly every minute he has to stop playing the game and put another shovel of ice into his tub. He, he, the whole goal is that he's trying to play until the end, you know, and if he stops then someone will kill him or, I don't know, something is happening. His friends are also in the game and you can hear them and they're egging him on and really not helping him at all, even though they probably should be. And he's freezing. The whole setup, it was just so whack and, you know, I'm just gonna click out now while I still can. In some, in the beginning, in the beginning of this journey, Minecraft videos like that were not my thing. And also watching Minecraft ones in general. But, you know what is my thing? Vlogs, apparently. One day, I opened the trending tab, and there's this guy at the top named Tommy in it. And he's vlogging something. I don't know what it was, but I was actually interested. 
and so I clicked. My dude starts his video, and for the record, he starts all of his videos like this, but he starts them like, he goes, he goes, most subscribers find me annoying at first, and then they don't. Please subscribe. I could tell you that, that, at least from my perspective, this is in fact true. I watched a little bit of his vlog and was like, yikes, not the content I enjoy. But then, then, once you get past the annoying part, it's actually quality content. And my dude is just both awkward, loud, and engaging all at the same time. I think what captures it for me is that he's really good with storytelling. And these videos are definitely my favorite of this guy. Now, would like to say he's not like 100% uh, and, uh, well, hold on. Actually, I'll pause for a second about that. But if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'll give some quick facts about this guy because, you know, I have to show just how much I've learned in the last two months. So Tommy Innit, otherwise known as Tom, Tommy, I don't actually know what his real name is. I think people just call him Tommy. He's a British Minecraft YouTuber from somewhere in the UK. He's a 17-year-old, everyone calls him a child. He attends college and he's amassed 11 million followers in honestly what I think is the last year which is absolutely mental if you think about that alone. He's just a very interesting individual. What I think is fascinating about him is he has this unique persona online, which totally caught me off guard, and we'll get there in a little bit, but he's also just a genuine, chill human being, I think especially when he's not playing that persona. So after his vlogs, I attempted to look at, at some of his main content, Minecraft, and I was like, uh, <laughs> and didn't, didn't, quite, didn't quite hit very well. That's mainly because I'm still, at that point, a newbie at the game. So for me, watching these Minecraft videos, it's like learning a new language, okay? I bet if you don't play Minecraft, you'd be like, Ender Pearl, Ender Dragon, Ender Ben, what are those? Why do they all start with Ender? And so I was even more confused, you know, when I, I opened up this Minecraft video and it's of Tommy in it and this guy named Dreen, Dreen, <laughs> Dream, who was like incredibly rude. Well, they were both rude to each other. And I was, I was like, this is such a toxic relationship and people enjoy this. Like, why does it have 5 million views and they're being so incredibly rude to each other? And they were, by the way, they were just like, I don't know, the, the relationship to me was astounding because I just didn't understand why they were talking to each other if they were going to like treat each other and behave like that. So I was very confused and I stopped watching. But it went something like this. Uh, I attempted to watch another Minecraft video from Tommy Innit. I absolutely cannot. <laughs> Tommy leads me to a different content creator, Wilbur, who has kind of similar content. Uh, I also can't. I'm okay with his try not to laugh challenges. Uh, and his music... Eh, okay, it grew on me. It grew on me. Tommy then leads me to Technoblade. Cool guy, but con content is Minecraft, so really no interest. Side note here, though, I did watch, like, I think it was an hour long, I'm gonna call it a documentary, because that that's what it felt like. I watched, like, an hour long documentary about Technoblade, and I'm actually, it's really quite fascinating to see how he's grown throughout the years, and what I love about this dude is, apparently, he, like, uh, 
he was playing this like one game I think he plays Hypixel or something like that and anyway some like dude had the record you basically beat or you're it's a player game where you're killing other players again not explaining this very well but I guess someone had like the record for like the number of like games that this one guy won where he killed everyone and he didn't die and Technoblade was like all right want to bet and that I can you know beat that and so basically his whole goal was like to to beat that other player and he did by like three times the amount or whatever anyway what I like about him is that he just like wants to win and wants to just out outsmart people and kind of just like be up there and I just like that. I like that he has the confidence to just go through with things and to like be the best that he can. And yeah, super cool dude. But he didn't he didn't quite catch my interest. It wasn't until I came across, I think, Dream that things kind of changed. If you're unfamiliar with Dream, he is what I would say is the Minecraft YouTuber. Although I would also say that Technoblade is is also the Minecraft YouTuber. Maybe I'll get back to that in a little bit. But Dream is around 26, maybe actually 27 million subscribers as of recently. And his most recent view, view ooh, sorry, his most recent video just recently passed 100 million views, which is absolutely mental if you think about that as well. And I would like to say his 26, 27 million subscribers like just happened in the last two years. So just think about how he's amassed that many followers in such a short time. And that's what I think is really impressive about him and I guess his like structure. Dream is mainly known for, I think, two things. Other people may, might disagree, but I, I, this is what I've learned. He's known for his Minecraft manhunts and his server, the Dream SMP. Dream is a series of videos, the manhunts, where he attempts to beat Minecraft while his friends try to kill him or stop him. It slowly turned into a series where, over time, the number of hunters grows. So he started with one, and now he's at five trying to stop him. What's unique about the whole series, and Dream especially, is that he almost always comes up with ways to beat the hunters or eludes them. And to me, they're also out of nowhere, or sometimes lucky even. Or he just has very fast reactions, and it's it's really quite impressive. When I first watched one of his hunt videos, I kind of fast-forwarded through it because I still didn't understand the game. But, and I don't know when it was, I one day just noticed that I started to understand what was happening, and that's what made the content more enjoyable. But what I will say, especially in regard to like the manhunt videos, is the manhunt ones are almost like small movies in which like there's a lot of suspense, there's definitely like uh, like climax, there's like a beginning, middle, end. It's just very like you don't want to stop watching it. And so I think that's also why it engaged me where I was I was just kind of very curious with, with how it was happening. Um but yeah, so love the love the man the manhunt manhunt videos and you can bet that I binge watched all of them not once but I've definitely watched them I think a few times by now so yeah really interesting series now at this point when I was writing the script for this episode I had a whole long explanation 
of how to beat the game. And I felt that I could talk about that for a long time. And I think it's going to get rather boring. So I'm going to skip explaining how the game works. I'll provide a little bit of a, a simpler explanation or I'll try my best. But what you need to know is you obtain resources. You go through two different portals. And ultimately, you have to defeat a dragon in order to defeat the game. For a new person, this is a feat. And even for those who have played this game for a number of years, it is difficult as well. Now, before I get into the Dream SMP server, I realized that earlier I talked about monsters. And there are actually some monsters that I think are really cool and that are some of my favorites. So there's one in the nether and it's called a gas. And I want to say it's like this, it's like this giant, 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 giant floating marshmallow, but it's in a block form and it has like little like, uh, almost like noodle legs. Does it have legs? I think it has legs, but maybe not. And they throw, they throw fire, like little, they just throw fire and they make these like kind of shrieking sounds and those will do a lot of damage, but I think that they're adorable even though they attack you. So I really like those ones. And then the other ones that that I kind of like are these things called Endermen. And they remind me of maybe, even though I've actually never really, I don't really know much, but I would say I guess it's like a Slenderman. I don't know. It's this like black, tall, lanky black dude who like has a block head and then his limbs and everything are just very long. He's like slender. And you have to kill them to get these things called ender pearls that kind of like teleport you places. But what I think is funny about these creatures are that you can't look them in the eyes, otherwise they'll attack you. So if you don't look at them in the eyes, then you're chilling. But if you look them in your eyes, you're like kind of donezo. So yeah, I really like them. What else do I like? Probably the spiders as well. I just like how the spiders scuttle around. They're like pretty at, well, actually they're not average spiders because they're like probably half your body size. But yeah, I think those are the ones. I want, there has to be one more that I'm thinking of right now, but I can't remember the name. But those are the ones that are pretty cool. So now now I'll continue back onto the, the Dream SMP. So Dream created a server which was actually dubbed by Tommy in it eventually, the Dream SMP. So it didn't start as a Dream SMP. Dream initially created the server for him and his friend George to basically just explore the world. I can't remember if it was like they wanted to create it to take a look at like a new update that the game had and just to have like time to do that or something. I can't remember. But it started with the two of them. And then they added a few other players to play with them. Side note here, I've been wondering about this for a while now, but I don't want to look it up. I'd prefer for the information to come naturally. But what does SMP stand for? I'd assume server, but the S and M and P, I'm assuming, should signify something else. Otherwise, you wouldn't use SMP. So, you know, I've just been thinking about what, what that would stand for for a while now. But that's, that's my side note. So Dream and his friends be chilling on the server 
building, sometimes kind of fighting, maybe setting something on fire. I think Snapmat might have done that. But it's pretty chill, pretty relaxed. Nothing too major is happening. Then, by the way, I watched a five-hour definitely documentary about the Dream SMP, which is why I know some of this. I would love to explain as much as I can about this, but I, again, I think it's going to get too technical and too te- uh, too chaotic quickly, uh, so I, I definitely won't go into it super deep, but it's actually, it's actually mental because there's a timeline of all the history of this, this server, and it feels like something equivalent to what you would learn in a history class. Even when watching the documentary, I was like, I feel like I just took, like, introduction to medieval history or something along those lines like it just there's even like dates for all of the events it's super fascinating dream adds tommy in it to the server and in like 2.5 seconds he breaks literally every rule on the server and gets banned he kills george and steals all of george's character's belongings and just runs he does die though but tommy in it is kind of the king of chaos and so it there's there's a chain reaction and, and it, this could all go on and on forever. But basically, I feel like Dream Server was like, we're just here, building and vibing, and everything's fine. And Tommy and it came in and was like, yo, kill, stab, punch, punch, pow, steal the stuff and run away. So as a result of kind of Tommy and it coming onto the server, uh, him and Dream have multiple wars to <laughs> like establish, I guess, power and like all of these things. And then throughout the multiple wars, there's more players getting added to the ser- server and more storylines starting. At one point, there was an independent nation called Manberg, I believe. And they were trying to be independent from Dream because Dream was like, I own the server, so you know, all the land is mine. They're like, no, we're an independent nation. And then after the independent nation, there was a democratic election and they elected this freaking crazy person. And they also tried to, like, rig the election, and there was all of this drama and side plots and a lot of killing and anarchist, a lot of really interesting, I guess, ways to kill people, some fascinating plot lines, and so on and so on. And I believe that the Dream SMP, they're still, they're still going on this, like, they have, like, a main storyline. So I think, basically at the moment, I would say, like, the initial war between Tommy and Dream was one and basically everyone came to Tommy's aid and now Dream is in prison and I'm sure Dream is going to escape prison and that'll continue the storyline but a lot happened on the server in a small amount of time. What I think is really cool is that what started as a small scale chill Minecraft world between two people blossomed into something completely different and caused a multitude of Minecraft players to come together. And it's fascinating that there's lore, and as a, as a, I guess, result of this lore, you have fan art, fan fictions, there's even some animations or an- animatics, which even if you don't know anything about the Dream SMP, those are just fascinating to look at. I, I say that because I want to plug a really amazing YouTuber called Saddest. And they do a beautiful job of portraying events in the Dream SMP 
in a fantastic way that is not block form. And it's just, oh, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> like they just, they, oh, they just do it so perfectly. I can watch saddest videos for life and still be interested. I, I digress though. What I also like is that while there is one storyline, which is kind of the Tommy and Dream one, there are also other things going on as well. For example, there was this whole storyline about an underground egg that pretty much wanted to take over the server and it like mind controlled people and it had kind of like it's uh shoot what do you call it when like it had its like leaves roots it's roots duh it had its like roots kind of in, in cover all of like the buildings on the dream smp to kind of like infect the place and like that's how it mind controlled people but it was really interesting side plot and then we have another character who's a time traveler and he's kind of created his own like backstory and so what he does is he time travels I guess backward into time but in in the same server and so some of the other Minecraft YouTubers will like come and like I don't know portray something from medieval times maybe or from uh, the 1920s I don't know I my I always like to go directly into medieval times but I think what is the most impressive is that they've taken this game where you're supposed to have technically like an end goal and I guess on the side you could farm and fight monsters and stuff like that but they've taken the game to a whole nother level and they've turned it into entertainment into like a series in which people can tune in and and watch kind of what's happening in the same way that you might tune into like reality tv show or something along those lines. So the game is not about winning, but rather what you can do with the elements you have in the game. And I'm just absolutely stunned with like what they've done. And I also feel that as a result, they've made Minecraft more than it used to be. I don't know. I hear a lot that like Minecraft YouTubers have, have made the game interesting again, again or have, have kind of like pushed it to be like high and mighty yeah I don't know so in summary what I've learned is kind of by watching minecraft youtubers I've understood how you're supposed to play the game but I've also had a greater appreciation I think for these youtubers who have been playing this game and have been creating quality content for myself and for others in the community um, what else have I learned? I think I've just, I've, I, I've just, I've just learned about Minecraft. And I, what I think, what I think is really interesting about that is that I've learned about something that I didn't think I would ever <laughs> touch in my lifetime. It was very much a thing that is across the room and I could look at it from afar, but it's not something that I would ever do. I never thought I would buy the game and play it. And I never thought that I would be watching YouTubers either. So this is the end of the episode. I Maybe I'll make another kind of one like this in the future. I have some ideas in mind. But thanks for listening. I hope that if you don't play Minecraft or know what's up, that to some degree this was still entertaining to you. And I'll see you for the next episode of Out of Touch.